memories will flood my emotions. If I were to ask your children and your grandchildren, what is the atmosphere of your home like? What do you think that their response would be? And what if I told you that I asked some of them, and I have a very interesting video to play with their answers? Made you guys a little nervous, didn't I? I thought about it. I just didn't do it. The truth is, is that every home has an atmosphere. And so does every church have an atmosphere. A church can have an atmosphere of rejecting visitors, or it can have an atmosphere that is friendly and welcoming and warm. It can have an atmosphere that is worshipful, that entertains worship in the presence of God. An atmosphere of a home is that feeling that you get when you walk in the doors. It's the mood or the tone that is set, and that mood and tone affects everybody that walks in the house. It has been my goal over the years, whether or not I have ever achieved it remains to be seen, to set a comfortable atmosphere in my home that makes my husband and my kids and their friends want to be there more than they want to be anywhere else. Every chair and sofa has a pillow on it. There are fluffy throws, soft uh, blankets in every room that someone can grab and just curl up with. And those that <laughs> I look over and Chad's not in his head. I have extra blankets in the back closet to accommodate the friends that camp out there on a regular basis. And I do mean a regular basis because I'm pretty sure that my home has a revolving door on it. As a matter of fact, it's very dangerous to get up in the middle of the night and to truck downstairs without knowing whether or not that somebody is asleep on the couch. I've made that mistake a time or two. It is my goal to create a warm and a welcoming environment. In preparation for this message this morning, I asked my guys how they would describe the environment of our home over the years. The very first response was, I plead the fifth. I wanted to know exactly what that meant. Then one of the boys asked, well, are we talking about the atmosphere when you're happy or the atmosphere when you're not so happy? And again, I wanted to know what that meant. Evidently, I can control the atmosphere, and I must do that on a regular basis. Ladies, what would be the response of your spouse and your children if they were asked, what is the atmosphere like in your home? Would they say that your home is filled with fun and laughter? Is it a peaceful and happy place full of playful moments where hugs and kisses are given freely? Would they describe your house as a safe place where love flows freely and grace and mercy are shown? Or would they describe your home as a place of chaos where words like, I'm too busy, or not now, are the common response to bids for attention? Would they say insults and criticism replace compliments and building up? Does a heavy hand replace a pat on the shoulder? Is a child's yearning for attention met with disappointment and rejection? Every home has an atmosphere. Our children and families are only as healthy and as happy as the atmosphere in our home. I'm going to say a phrase, and I want all of you to finish it for me. So we're going to play a game. If mama ain't happy, 
ain't nobody going to be happy. And we all laugh at that because, well, we, we kind of know that it is true. I remember years ago when the boys were young and I was having a particularly rough day and I probably wasn't in the best of mood and apparently it was affecting my children. And I just happened around the corner just in time to hear Spencer whisper a word of warning to Dylan, watch out, mom's at it again. (laughs) Made me feel really good. The phrase, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, is a common assumption that a mom's mood is influential enough to affect everything and everyone around her. But the truth is, is that if mama ain't happy, and if daddy ain't happy, and if Johnny ain't happy, and if the princess ain't happy, well, we all get the point, ain't nobody going to be happy Because our attitudes set the tone or the mood or the atmosphere for our homes. An atmosphere is the surrounding environment or influence that has a deep effect on everyone. It is the distinct but intangible quality surrounding a person or a place. Sometimes you just can't put your finger on it. You know that you sent something, but you're just not really sure what that something is. Then there are times when an atmosphere is just hard to describe, but you know that it is there, and you know that it is having an effect on you. It's in the atmosphere. A home's atmosphere is very much like the Earth's atmosphere. You see, the Earth's atmosphere is is comprised of a layer of intangible gases that surround our planet. The atmosphere is held in place or maintained by the gravitational pull of the Earth's body. It's the force that attracts an object toward the center of the Earth. Very much the same, a home's atmosphere is maintained by the strength of the pull of its members towards the epicenter of the source of the atmosphere. It can't be escaped It can't be ignored, and it does annoy sometimes. You can't always put a finger on it, and you can't always put words to it. But it is affecting everyone and everything in the home because it is in the atmosphere. Within the Earth's atmosphere and the composition of gases that make it up resides oxygen, a vital component that sustains life. With oxygen brings life. Without oxygen, it brings death. With the proper components of the atmosphere in order, the atmosphere helps to protect living organisms from genetic damage. The same runs true for a home's atmosphere. With proper components, its residents can be protected from the damage of generational sins. They can be protected from the exposure to worldly influences. And they can be protected from the damaging effects of lifestyles that are contrary to the word of God. The atmosphere of a home will either be an incubator that sustains life or it will be a vacuum that suffocates. You can't live and thrive outside of the right atmosphere. Without proper oxygenation of the breath of God, a home will fail and the atmosphere can cause spiritual, 
emotional and even relational death. This is why Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua was determined that the presence of the Lord in his house was going to be what set the atmosphere of his home. I don't know about any of you this morning, but I know that I am determined that I want the presence of the Lord to dictate what the atmosphere of my home is going to be, because that's going to be the difference between life and death for my family. But when I create an atmosphere where the presence of the Lord can resign, then I have an atmosphere and I have a home where God is in control and where God moves and where God dictates the outcome of my family. I'm thankful this morning for the presence of God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches us that we live in two atmospheres. The first is a physical atmosphere. It's one that we can see, we can smell, we can hear, we can touch, and we can taste. It's the tangible atmosphere that our human minds can comprehend and explain. We can explain it and we understand it because it's what we see. The other atmosphere is a spiritual atmosphere. It is intangible. We cannot see it with the natural eye or explain it or, I'm sorry, experience it with the rest of our natural senses. Many times our human mind and our human thinking can't even wrap itself around that spiritual atmosphere. And because we can't comprehend it, most often we dismiss it or we don't even believe that it, it exists. This is why so many people struggle with the belief that there is a God because they cannot see him with their natural eyes and they can't touch him with their natural hands. But the spiritual atmosphere is very real and we need to be aware of it. Now, I'm not talking about an atmosphere of ghosts and goblins and demons. I'm talking about a spiritual atmosphere in which the presence of the Lord resides and lives. God only manifests his spirit when an atmosphere has been created. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. This is why that it's so important that every time that we come into the house of the Lord, that we set our mind to worshiping the Lord, that we follow the lead of this incredible praise team, and we begin to create an atmosphere that is welcoming for the presence of God. Because you don't know what the person next to you needs. And you don't know if the person next to you even knows how to create that atmosphere. Atmosphere. And so when we begin to create the atmosphere, it welcomes the presence of God is. And we understand that where the presence of the Lord is, there is liberty. And he is able to do things in a moment's time that we cannot achieve in a lifetime. That is why it's so important that we create godly atmospheres in our home. Because when there is a godly atmosphere, what we are doing is we are inviting the presence of God. God into our home. We are inviting his peace. We are inviting his joy. We are inviting him to take control and we are removing our hands. We must create a godly atmosphere in our homes. 
There is a battle to control the atmosphere in your home. The, um, either the atmosphere of your home will glorify God or the atmosphere of your home will glorify the things of the world. A home will sustain an atmosphere. It will be a constant fixture. The atmosphere of a home sustains the climate of a home, that general feel or sense that you get when you walk in a home. A climate sustained in a home creates a stronghold. It creates a way of thinking or a way of life. When a way of thinking or a lifestyle is created in a home, it becomes the culture of a home. And the culture, that culture creates generational beliefs and customs of a family that will last for generations. Show me an adult who is rebellious towards authority. I'll show you a child who was raised by parents who had issues with authority. Show me an adult who spews negativity. I'll show you a child who heard constant criticism and negativity growing up. Show me an adult who struggles with bitterness. I'll show you a home where a root of bitterness grew. Show me an adult who finds fault. I'll show you a child who was raised by parents who constantly found fault. But show me a child who worships. I'll show you a child who was raised by parents who promoted worship. Show me an adult who gives joyfully of their time, their talent, and their treasure. I'll show you a child who was raised in a home that put the kingdom of God first. Show me an adult with a consistent prayer life. I'll show you parents that prayed consistently in front of their children. Show me an adult that lives the life at church at home, at work, in front of their families and behind their families' backs. And I'll show you an adult who was raised by parents who lived consistently in front of their children. As mothers and fathers, we are creating an atmosphere that will have lasting effect on our families for generations to come. I want the atmosphere that I set for my children and my family to be an atmosphere that speaks life and does not speak death into them. If there has been things that have taken root in your home that are keeping you from creating atmospheres in your home that glorify and edify God, things that have risen in importance above the things of God, where your family spends their time, their talent, and their treasure, if there are generational sins and curses that have not been conquered, that have filtered into the lives of your children in your home, then I encourage you to deal with them. If influences are having an impact on your family that are contrary to the word of God, cut it off and move it out of your family's life. If you are allowing your children to watch movies or play games in your homes that are serving as a gateway to supernatural atmospheres that are not of God, get them out of your house. Movies that romanticize witchcraft are serving as an avenue for bringing a spirit of witchcraft into your home. 
Comedy shows that laugh at sin and lifestyles that are contrary to the word of God are searing your conscience and they're searing the conscience of your children and are promoting acceptance through those of those sins. Being entertained by murder or devious behaviors opens you up to the spirit the spirit of devious thoughts, and it opens your children up to those same spirits. You are allowing your home to become susceptible to spirits that are not of God. I challenge you today in the name of Jesus to go home and deal with them, remove them, do some spiritual house cleaning, change the atmosphere of your home, and declare that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Give the Lord some praise. We worship you, Jesus. Strengthen me right now, Lord. Hallelujah. As parents, it is our responsibility and calling to create atmospheres in our homes that are godly atmospheres. This is a huge responsibility that rests on our shoulders. And the responsibility of a woman is great. Pastor spent a few months here this past year teaching the Proverbs series on Wednesday nights. And I don't know about any of you, but I thoroughly enjoyed that teaching. It was incredible. Proverbs teaches the importance of the pursuit of godly wisdom. And it amazed me how many of those Proverbs actually pertain to women. That ought to speak something to us ladies. According to Proverbs 14, the scripture says, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish woman plucketh it down with her hands. In other words, if you are a wise woman, you will build up your house. But if you are a foolish woman, you will tear it down with your own hands and your own actions. Notice the E-T-H at the end of those words, buildeth and plucketh. They indicate that building or tearing down a home is a continual work in progress. It's not something that a woman has done or, it is, or is going to do. But the ETH indicates that building up or tearing down a house is a continual day-to-day -day process that a woman does every day, day in, day out, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And there is never a point that we can step back or we can relax. We are constantly either building up or tearing down. A wise woman will build up her house with words of affirmation. She'll build up her house with acts of kindness. She will create an atmosphere of peace. A wise woman will uh, work diligently to meet the needs of her family without complaining. And a wise woman will support her husband and work together with him in agreement and in unity. But a foolish woman will continually tear down her house. A foolish woman tears down her husband and her children. A foolish woman will use words of criticism and sarcasm. A foolish woman will find fault with her family. She will deal with her family impatiently. 
A foolish woman is resentful and complains about meeting the needs of her family. A foolish woman will create dissension and disunity in her own house. She undermines the authority of her husband and exerts authority over him. When you are a wise woman, you will create an atmosphere in your home that falls in line with the word of God and the plan of God for your home. A wise woman will create an environment where a family can flourish and develop together in a relationship with God. But a foolish woman will create an atmosphere in a home that is enveloped in chaos and fighting and criticism and negativity and conflict. This will produce children who will most likely reproduce the same when they become parents. But a wise woman will create an environment that is safe, that is filled with peace and tranquility, that is full of love and laughter. Does that mean that bad times aren't going to come? No, it doesn't. It rains on the just and on the unjust. But although that sometimes we can't control circumstances, we can control the atmosphere of our home, and we can control our attitudes that control the atmosphere of our home. A wise woman will speak words of affirmation and encouragement to her husband and children. She will develop that atmosphere in her home that is saturated in prayer. That home whose walls, if they could speak, would tell of the presence of God that resides there. I remember several years ago when um, we had just a, a tragic Um, circumstance that had come into our house and I felt like that everything was out of control and the only thing that I could think to do to gain control of the atmosphere of my home I went to Hobby Lobby and I got those peel off or stick on scriptures and I put them all over the walls of my house as a matter of fact Gentry had come home from school one day and he laid down to take a nap and I had just done it and I wasn't there and he said he woke up and when he looked up he saw handwriting on the wall (laughs) he said don't ever do that to me again without warning me that you have done that but we can create that atmosphere a wise woman uh, will establish a true Joshua 24 house that as for me and my house there just aren't any options I'm not going to give them a choice. Do you want to go to church today or do you not want to go to church today? Do you want to live for God or do you not want to live for God? While they're in your home, you make the decision for them. You decide that as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Because if we leave children to their own decisions, then we are leaving them to their own demise. We have to point them in the right direction. We have to set the atmosphere that as for us, as for this house, we are going to serve the Lord. Wisdom will cause us to establish a true Joshua 24 home. Now we're talking about an atmosphere that serves as a catalyst for children to become powerful men and women of God. An atmosphere of this sort does not just happen by osmosis, but it is intentional. We intentionally create such an atmosphere. It must be cultivated through consistent lifestyle, not just on Sunday, 
not just on Wednesday, but on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Every day of the week, it is a consistent lifestyle. Kids will pick up on inconsistencies. When you think that they're not paying attention, they are paying attention. There were times when I was holding a conversation with my husband and my children were around and I thought they were playing and I thought they weren't paying an ounce of attention. And all of a sudden they piped up and they had something to say about a conversation that I didn't even think that they were even listening to. They do pay attention. They do know what's going on and they do pick up on inconsistencies. And they pick up on atmospheres that are inconsistent or consistent. This type of lifestyle becomes a family's identity. When you decide that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. This is just who we are as a family and as individuals. It's our identity because it has become our first nature. It's our first response. It's not our second or third response when nothing else is working. But it's just who we are. In good times and in bad times, we will serve the Lord. When things go wrong, what do we do? We pray. When it's Sunday or Wednesday, where do we go? We go to church. When we are seeking direction, we seek the advice of godly counsel and not worldly influences or peers that will agree with us. When we are afraid and we don't know what to do, we trust God as a family. And when God comes through, we praise, not just mom and not just dad, but little Johnny and little Susie, because it's who we are as a family. We set the atmosphere of praise in our home. This type of atmosphere is truly a Joshua 24 atmosphere that as for me and my house, mom and dad, boys and girls, dogs and cats, if you got them, we're going to serve the Lord. It is in the atmosphere. When the atmosphere is right, we will put God first in our lives. Not second, not third, not somewhere when we down the line when we happen to get around to it. But when the atmosphere is right, we will put God first. The work of God will come first. God will come first in our finances. The house of God comes first above hobbies and activities. When you see children that are raised in this type of an atmosphere, you're going to find children who develop into ministers and missionaries, and evangelists, and church planters, and prayer warriors. They'll develop into Sunday school teachers, armor bearers for their pastors, men and women who show up to work days when they'd rather be out fishing or shopping. You're going to find children who seek the kingdom of God first because there was an atmosphere created in the home that developed that in the lives of their children. If you want a supernatural atmosphere in your home, it takes an entire family to create a supernatural atmosphere. The scripture says that where two or three agree together that he is in the midst. In Joshua 4, Joshua instructs the children of Israel who had just passed over the Jordan clean. In other words, they were dry and they were unsoiled and they were unscathed from the journey that they had just been on. He instructs them to take out large stones 
from the middle of the Jordan and to set them up as a memorial. This was his reasoning why. When your children shall ask their fathers in times to come, saying, what means these stones? The fathers can answer uh, them, testifying that when the presence of God goes before them, that God will make a way out. When the atmosphere of a home is right, there will be unity and there will be an agree- there will be agreement and it will set a godly atmosphere in a home. When the atmosphere of a home and the atmosphere of a church work together in unity, then there is power. If there is going to be an atmosphere of praise in in a church, there needs to be an atmosphere of praise in a home that supports it and works together. If there's going to be a spirit of sacrifice in the church, there needs to be a spirit of sacrifice in the home that says we are going to give to the kingdom of God first. If there's going to be an atmosphere of love in the church, then there needs to be an atmosphere of love in our homes. What a sad thing when a child feels love at church and doesn't feel love in the home. We have to work together. We have to support what the church is doing and the home support or the church support what the home is doing. When we work together in unity to create that atmosphere for children, then there is no telling what our children can become there is no telling because when mom and dad says God is going to call you to do a work for you and a kid smiles and they nod their head and they believe what mom and dad says but there's something that happens when they come to church and somebody in the church says I believe that God is going to call you to do a work for God then all of a sudden it starts sinking in and that atmosphere is created whether they're at home or they're at church there is something that is supporting a godly atmosphere in their lives your kids many of the kids many of you (laughs) I'm not old enough to be your mother just so that you know it but many of you call me mama J a lot I look down here Chad and Brittany call me mama J now they got a baby coming and I'm trying to decide if I'm grandmama J or what it is I'm not real mom Mamal J, I have no idea, but many of them call me Mama J, and it's not because that I'm trying to take the place of their moms. It's because that I want to be a support system to your kids, and I want to be a support system to your grandkids, and I want to be a support system to you, and I want to create an atmosphere that when I see those kids worshiping in church, and when I see them giving it everything I've got, that I can say, wow. You're doing awesome. I'm so proud of you. God is using you. Your worship is powerful. Look at the difference that you're going to make. But see, there's a price that comes with calling me Mama J. These boys over here know that there is a price with calling me Mama J. Because if you're going to call me Mama J, that means I get to be mom every once in a while. And I get to say, hey, I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm worried about the atmosphere that you're creating in your life. I, 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 don't like, I don't like the choices that you're making. I love you. I want you to make the right choices. I want you to keep going in the right direction. Sometimes it's received. Sometimes not so much. Every once in a while, they just look at me and say, I know. 
I know what you're saying, but the fact of the matter is, is that I want to help create that atmosphere. That it just, these kids can become unstoppable. I can't tell you the number of times that I've said over here, and I'm quite the exuberant worshiper, and if you think I'm weird, you're right. (laughs) I am. I just, I am what I am, I suppose, when it comes to the house of the Lord and worshiping. But at any given point, I can look across at this front row where normally our kids are sitting, and at some point, I'm going to see a little set of eyes looking back at me. It may be Taryn. It may be Logan. It may be Seth when Seth has set up here different times and I'll look over and they're looking at me like do you approve do you like what you see and I always will smile real big at him yeah you're doing awesome because I want there to be an atmosphere in this church to where when they come in and the presence of God starts moving, I don't want it to be something strange when they start feeling God pulling at their heart. I want it to be normal. I don't want them to feel intimidated to worship God because nobody else is worshiping God. I want to create that atmosphere of worship. If I've got to go over and I've got to pull them aside because other people are looking and they're turning their nose up at them and saying, well, they're just kids and they need to settle down. Here's coming Mama J and I'm going to surround them and I'm going to block them and I'm going to say, come on, let's dance, let's worship because I'm trying to help to create that atmosphere, to support you in creating an atmosphere in your home. If you are creating an atmosphere of your home where God resides, and the church is creating an atmosphere when they are here that they can accomplish and they can do anything. We're going to have kids that are going to the other side of the world who are going to have global impact, who are going to have ministries that are beyond anything that we could even comprehend. I can't tell you the number of times that I have been with your children and I've looked at them and I've listened to the words that they've said and I've listened to the prayers that they've prayed and I've thought, oh my goodness, what God is doing in their lives is just phenomenal. We have no idea if the next great missionary is sitting in this congregation among our children. We don't know if the next pastor's wife is sitting in this congregation among our children. We don't know if the next great evangelist is sitting among our children and worshiping the Lord and watching us and depending on us to create that atmosphere. But if we'll create that atmosphere... And we will bring that about in our children's lives. They can be unstoppable. I've never understood that. I, I'm, I'm an over, I say I'm an overachiever. I want to be in the middle of what's going on. You're, you, most likely, you're never going to find me sitting off to the side. You're going to find me right in the middle of whatever's going on. I, I want to be in the mix. I want to be in the know. I don't want to miss the fun, and I don't want you to have a party without me. I want to be right in the middle of what is happening and what is going on. But when I watch those kids and I see what the possibility is, and I know that somehow that I have just a small hand, 
a small part in what is developing. I understand the weight and the responsibility that are on my shoulders to create that atmosphere. Ladies, those of you that are here, whether you are a mother, you're a father, you're a grandparent, there is a responsibility resting on your shoulders to create that atmosphere. Whether it's in your home or if it's here, when the kids are up in the front worshiping, my heart's desire is to see their parents doing the same. And when they turn around and they look for your approval, that you're giving them a thumbs up, that they're, they're watching you, that they're doing exactly what you are doing. There was a picture that came up on my Facebook of my news feed, and I had snapped a picture of a prayer time that we were having in the church. And it just happened to be a picture. Jen Hopper was um, on one side, and she was positioned in a particular way in prayer. And just a a little bit over in um, the room, there sat Kaylee. And guess what? Kaylee was holding the same position in prayer that her mother was holding. And there was a picture of Farah, and right across the room was Kaylin. And guess what? Kaylin had the same position in prayer that you had, Farah, because we're positioning our kids with the atmosphere that we are setting, and they're depending on us to set a godly atmosphere. Let's stand together. I guess my heart's desire this morning is for you to understand the importance of setting the atmosphere in your home and setting the atmosphere for your children, that God can do a marvelous work in their lives. I never understood that as much as I love being involved in ministering, as much as I want my husband and I to accomplish in ministry. I never understood that there would come a day when I could sit to the side and feel more fulfilled and more accomplished as I watch my children be in the ministry and do a work for God. I want you to understand this morning that it's so important that you set that atmosphere, that you create the atmosphere for your children as a family, not just as moms, not just as dad, but together in unity and grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends and support system. Because of the fact of the matter is it really does take a village and it does take the church standing behind to help to support that atmosphere. If you're willing this morning to commit to setting that atmosphere, to saying that as for me and my house, we're going to be a Joshua 24 house. We're going to serve the Lord come what may. The atmosphere in my home is going to be that of a godly atmosphere. I may not get it right every time. I can tell you that I don't get it right every time. In fact, this week, I made a lot of mistakes. I had a few bad days. I probably set everybody on edge. I may not get it right every time. But there's going to be a lot of the times that I'm going to get it right. You're going to get it right. You cannot make a mistake when you decide that you're going to set the atmosphere that is a godly atmosphere. But when you make up your mind, if you are willing to make that decision this morning, would you would you mind to come forward just as a signification to the Lord? Come husbands and wives, grandparents as family units. I know that our children aren't in here, but it's not our children's responsibility. It's our responsibility to make that commitment that as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are
Send me.